The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and get involved with the show using hashtag TF Today. And now, on with the show. Yes, yes, y'all, oh my god. Keep it together. <laughs> you know, I'm worried that that was going to happen for five minutes on six I'm sure it's happened before. In three, we'll take two. No. This is not, we're this good. Is not live, right? No, so we're good. We're fine. Okay, good, Just good, keep good. going. In three, two, one. Yes, yes, y'all. <laughs> From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership. This show here, is officially canceled. Here in beautiful Carrollton, Texas. It is Texas Football Today, an internet show. My name is Greg Tepper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local Mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here. Sitting over there is Paul McCartney. Sweet. A beetle. Oh, you know what you are? You're nervous. Now, you know, I, I would expect you to have a pretty decent Beatles, like all, not, generic Beatle, right? Generic Beatle impression since you are such a Liverpool guy. Um, you didn't disappoint. You know where I got that one from, though? Where's that? That's a Bill Hader one. One of Bill Hader's my fa- I love Bill Hader. Mm-hmm. One of Bill Hader's best stories from his time at SNL. It's like Bill Hader's from Oklahoma, mm-hmm. right? Like he from two hour, three hours west of where I'm from. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, he's like, this is the biggest name drop of all time. He's like, but I, he's like, I, I get so nervous before shows, be like shaking his hands mm-hmm. out, trying to get the adrenaline out or whatever. And like one day he was just having a lot of trouble. He's feeling nauseous, and he just turns to like a PA, and he's like, hey, could you get me a cup of coffee? And <laughs> Didn't see him, but sitting, standing right next to him in the hallway is Paul McCartney, and he goes, oh, "You know, you know what you are? You're nervous. You don't want to drink any coffee. And drink some tea. It only, it only make it worse." <laughs> Thanks, Paul McCartney. Yeah, that's. Uh, I've never had that experience. It's great. That's uh, one of my favorite <laughs> stories ever. Today is Monday, June eighteenth, two thousand eighteen. Uh, it's six eighteen eighteen. Uh, 157 days till Thanksgiving, episode 576, 576, the number of batters that Doug Brocale faced in his illustrious Texas Rangers career, now the pitching coach for the Texas Rangers. That's true. Um, On today's show, guys, we are going to unveil, crack open, this magazine. What? See, but it seems like you're just... It's mean, I know. You're taunting people. We've got magazines here at the office, but that's because we literally went to the printer and went and picked them up. But if you're a subscriber, they're being mailed out today to you, so... If not, then they will be on shelves at the end of next week. Anyway, we're going to crack open this magazine and unveil the top tens in the in Class 2A. Who is number one in Class 2A to start the year? We will tell you. Coming up here. And then back half the show. Matt Stepp was down in Corpus Christi this weekend. Because he's a lunatic. Down in Corpus Christi. Try to, and I should say, this isn't really fair. I'm a lunatic. You're a lunatic. Because we got up at 4.30 on Saturday morning and went to the Londoner in Addison to watch the France-Australia game at 5. I wouldn't serve us beer till 7. Yeah. And we invited Step, and he's like, nah, man, I'm going to be in Corpus. And and we were like, and we were like oh, what are you doing? Oh, you lunatic, wow, you crazy, crazy person. Jeez. He's crazy. Anyway, sets yeah. alarm for 4 a.m. on a Saturday. <laughs> um, 
Anyway, he was down in Corpus Christi, and uh, he talked with Ed Couch, also Coach Bradley Chavez, and Sherilyn Coach Ron Adame. We'll hear from both of them in the back half of the show. Max, yesterday was Father's Day, and as is tradition on the internet, DCTF Live's own. By the way, did you notice the throwback shirt today? Oh, nice. Well, it was clean. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> the, uh, as, as tradition, DCTF Live's own Ryan Nanny, a.k.a. at Celebrity Hot Tub, uh, made sure to tweet out um, his question, which he tweets out every Father's Day, which was, what is the most dad thing you did in the past year? And he, he makes very clear that it is not a requirement to be a dad. Uh, but there are things that are under, you know, understandably known uh, to be dad things that somebody does something and you go, oh yeah, that's very dad. I can see that. And so, let me give you a perfect example. What I tweeted, replied yeah. him. I said I introduced myself by name to a waiter, which is a very thi- a thing that my dad does a lot. He'll be like, hi, uh, my name's uh, Richard. I'm going to be taking care of you. Hey, Richard, I'm Mark. How are you? You know? Yeah, sure. Okay. And then, and by the way, if he comes back later and he goes, "Hey, Mark, how's everything's tasting?" The tip just went through the roof. Yeah. Like the tip, like he's yeah. got tip three hundred percent. There's that. Other ones include: I got a pressure washer for Christmas and referred to it as "quote a new toy" end quote. <laughs> um, I made a belt out of a length of twine. <laughs> I checked weather patterns and road conditions before a long drive. Uh, I think our. I think our. Uh, viewers are going to have better answers. I say those. puns to just about every person I come in contact with. Um, let's see. There's a few others, uh, but I'm interested in yours, Max. What's the most dad thing you did in the last... Now, to be clear, you're not a father. I'm not. But <laughs> what is the most dad thing you did? I don't know. I mean, I I think the most dad thing about me is I really like fixing crap. Something's broken... I get excited about fixing it. Like perfect example. This is just this was yesterday. Literally yesterday. My uh my wife's stepdad mm-hmm. was complaining because they just bought a brand new 2018 Honda Accord mm-hmm. and the gas lid will not open. You're supposed to hit the unlock button on the door yeah. and then you tap it and it pops open, right? Mm-hmm. Won't open. And most of the time you're sitting around a table with people and you're like you're just kind of getting your frustration out, right? Uh, but to me, I'm leaving the table. We're gonna go take a look at this. Oh, oh no, no, we're let's going. Go take a look at this. Come on, let's go take a look at this. Let's go. Let's go see if we can fix this. Mm-hmm. That's probably in any situation. It's always the same with me. The most dad thing I do is, you tell me something's not working in your house on your car. Oh, let's go look at it let's right go. now. Come on, let's go. We're actually go, about to sit uh, down for dinner. No, we're, no, we're no, about no, to go no, look no, at no. this it AC unit. It can wait. It can wait. We're gonna go look at this. We're gonna go figure out what the hell the problem is. I told a buddy that I felt shoes have been getting quote too complicated. Um. Uh, Corey Hoke says, I walked to school both both ways yeah, uphill in 10 pretty, feet of snow yeah. last year. Uh, oh, this is pretty good because I definitely do this. Continued my practice of asking any college or high school team that I see in an airport what contest they are going to or returning from. If they're returning, I ask the result. And if they're on their way, I wish them good luck. We wish them good luck. <laughs> Jacob John says, I hung curtain rods for both of you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Curtain rods. Cut. Yeah. That's pretty good. Anyway, let Those, us know in the yeah. comments, what's the most dad thing you did in the past year? Uh, we will read the best of them at the back half of the show in 
final thoughts. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Max, let's talk about Class 2A, and let's talk about this very magazine. So... As I mentioned, this magazine is now in the DCTF offices. We have a few of them because we went to the printer and picked them up. Uh, it's 400 pages of, of glory. Um, it will be, if you are a subscriber, it will be mailed to you today. Uh, and then it's up to the mail. And if you are not a subscriber, it will start hitting shelves at the end of next week. Yeah. So, we should, we should definitely that. note when we say it's in the mail soon that this is a bulk mail delivery. If you don't know... Bulk mail takes uh, a lot longer. Because if I tell you, well, USPS. no, because I don't want people getting upset because because you're saying, oh, it'll be in the mail tomorrow or whatever. And and no matter where you are in Texas, you're thinking, oh, it'll be here in two days. Mm-hmm. That ain't how bulk mail works. <sighs> so don't right. get their hopes up, Greg. Max, let's talk about 2A. We're going to unveil exclusively here on Texas Football Today the Class 2A preseason rankings in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Who is going to start the year in the top 10? Let's find out, Max. Let's start with 2A Division 2. Unveiling the 2A Division 2 preseason state rankings. At number 10, Clarendon, the Broncos. A 12-2 and year ago. Fantastic. Bring back eight starters from their team uh, a year ago, and, and I know that they're very excited out there in Clarendon to see what they can dial up. They start the year number 10 in Dave Campbell's Texas football's 2A Division 2 rankings. Number nine, Love Lady. After a seven and five record a year ago, Love Lady dropped down from Division One to Division Two, and they are going to be a problem. Thirteen starters back for Love Lady. They start the year number nine in our two A Division Two rankings. Number eight, the Bremont Tigers. Ten and two a year ago, disappointing. First time they haven't won a state championship in seemingly forever. But this is a program that is going to be back. Uh, they bring. They were very young last year. They bring back nine starters uh, in in total, and I think that they're going to be a big problem for everybody they run into. The Bremont Tigers, number eight in our two A Division two rankings. Number seven, the Fall City Beavers. 11-3 and three a year ago, bringing back 13 starters from that squad. Down there in Region 4, uh, one of the few teams in Region 4 that I think have a big-time chance to make a run uh, to a state championship game. Fall City and Coach Britt Hart start the year number 7 in our Dave Campbell's Texas Football 2A Division 2 state rankings. Number 6... Let's go from way down south to way up north. Stratford, the Elks, 13-2, and a state semifinalist a year ago. Just seven starters back, but you know Stratford is going to be a very tough out uh, for somebody. They are going to start the year number six in the Dave Campbell's Texas football rankings. Not to mention, remember, this is a Division II drop-down. They're going to be very dangerous. Number five, the Albany Lions, the Region Two runner-up a year ago. Uh, are very, very dangerous. They are loaded for bear. 11 starters back uh, out there at Albany. The Lions are going to be exceptional once again. They have to replace Brian Hamilton, but I expect them to be very good. They start the year number 5 in our 2A Division two rankings. Number 4, back down to Region 4, Burton. The Panthers are dangerous. Nine starters back on offense from a team that went 13-2 and a year ago. Uh, defense could make a big step forward. This is a team that returns 25 lettermen from a year ago. Burton starts the year number four in our Dave Campbell's Texas football rankings. Number three, 
It's the defending champs, the Munster Hornets, number three, five starters back on both sides of the squad, uh, both sides of the, the ball for the Hornets. This is a team that is anxious to defend their title. They will do so starting the year number three in the Dave Campbell's Texas football rankings. Number two, the Wellington Skyrockets. 13-2 a year ago, a state semifinalist. Uh, they moved from Region 1 to Region 2, which should be very interesting. Remember, they, lo- they lost by three points to Munster in the state semifinals. They bring back 15 starters to the Skyrockets. This is going to be a big physical team. Watch out for Wellington. They start the year number 2. And the number 1 team in the Dave Campbell's Texas Football 2A Division 2 rankings... The Mart Panthers. The defending Division I champs make the drop to Division II, and they are loaded for bear. Half of the starters are back from last year's state championship squad. You know Kevin Hoffman's going to have his boys ready. They enter the year as favorites to win Region Three, and they enter the year favorites to win the 2A Division II state championship. The Mart Panthers, the number one team in Dave Campbell's Texas football's 2A Division II rankings. Of course, by the way, I should mention, Uh-oh. in the magazine, you have top 20s. So yeah. we're, we're only you half of them. This is the little, little tease, little taste. You'll have to see all the other rankings there uh, in the magazine. Max bounce up to Division One, the bigger half of the two A two A classification. Who starts the year number one there? Let's find out. Number ten in two A Division One. The Panhandle Panthers, nine and five a year ago, a team that got very hot late. They have some. Some big-time holes to fill, just seven starters back for the Panthers, but they will be very dangerous up there in the northern part of the state. The Panhandle Panthers start the year number 10 in our 2A division run rankings. Number 9, Centerville. The Tigers, a year after going 10-4 and and driving into the state quarterfinals, they are back, uh, have a number of holes to fill, just three starters back on both sides of the ball, but the Tigers will be very dangerous. They start the year number 9. In 2A Division One, Number 8. How about Hearn? A 3A drop down that went 9-3 a year ago. 15 starters back for the Eagles. They were a team that uh, lost in the area round to uh, Wascom a year ago in 3A. Dropping down to 2A should help. They're going to be one of the deeper teams there. They start the year number 8 in our rankings. Number 7. Valley View team we've heard tons and tons about. Ten yeah, and talk two, to coaches, this is too low. Ten and two a year ago, 14 starters back for them, seven starters on both sides of the ball. This is a team that just ran into Crawford in the area around last year and, and bowed out, but they were a year early this year. Watch out for Valley View. They start the year number seven in our 2A Division One rankings. Number six, let's go to Region 3 and talk about the San Augustine Wolves. 14 and 1 a year ago uh, the reigning uh the reigning region 1 uh, region 3 champs uh, a year ago this is a team that does have some rebuilding to do just seven starters back for them but they will be dangerous as they are every single year for coach Marty Murr. San Augustine starts the year number five, 6 rather in our Dave Campbell's Texas Football 2A Division 1 rankings. Number 5 Bosqueville Watch out for Bosqueville. Six starters back from a year ago. I think that people may look at their record from a year ago at 7-6 and six and a little bit ugly. This is a team that peaked late and got stronger as the year went on. This is a team that could be very, very dangerous. Uh, you know, another team that just kind of fell, fell uh, victim to Crawford a year ago. This team is ready. I'm excited to see what Bosqueville does. They start the year number five in our rankings. Number four. Let's stay in Region 2 and go to Dillion. 
12-1 and one a year ago. The Bearcats are back with 11 starters back uh, in total, including six on what was one of the best defenses in the state. They have a number of weapons. Excited to see what they dial up this year. Watch out for them. They could be the favorite to come out of the right side of the or the left side of the bracket. They start the year number four in, two, in our 2A Division One rankings. I'll tell you this as we get to the top three. If you follow 2A football, you know exactly who the top three are. It's all Region 4. Yeah. Let's start. Number three, the Mason Punchers. 13-1 a year ago, six starters back on both sides of the ball. This is a team that is going to that has an identity. They want to run the ball. They want to play defense. They want to beat you physically up front. That is what puncher football is all about. Mason should be a force to be reckoned with in Region 4. They start the year number three in our Dave Campbell's Texas football rankings. Number two, the Shiner Comanches. Eight and three a year ago. This is a team that I think you want to keep an eye on. I know that the record wasn't as much as they expected. You know, they, they just ran to Mason basically in the second round, but this team brings back a ton. Eight starters back on both sides. The ball lost just six lettermen from a year ago. Coach Stephen Cherney's squad is going to be ready. They start the year number two in our 2A Division One rankings. And the number one team in the 2A Division One, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Preseason State Rankings? Gee, I wonder. Harper. No, not nope. Harper. just kidding. There were a Furio Bobcats. Uh, a year after making a run to the state championship and falling short to Mart, uh, they are back with a vengeance. They do have some holes to fill. I especially want to see what they do defensively. That's what I have. I'm not entirely, entirely sold on them at this moment because there are some holes for them. But I will say they have maybe the best coach in the state. Uh, in in Jason Herring, they have and 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 the most dangerous Refurio teams are teams with chips on their shoulder, mm-hmm. and to me that's what Refurio has this year. The Refurio Bobcats are number one team in Dave Campbell's Texas football in the preseason for two A Division one. Remember, you can see all the rankings, expanded rankings at TexasFootball.com for insiders. They will get complete. Uh, rankings of every Texas high school football team. You can also get the expanded rankings in 2018 Summer Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football hitting newsstands soon. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. If you want the 2018 Summer Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football mailed to you, Go to TexasFootball.com, become an insider. You also get a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com, which includes expanded team previews of every team in the state on their specialized team pages. You don't want to miss it. It's TexasFootball.com. Max, Matt Stepp was down in Corpus Christi this weekend for a state qualifying tournament 7-on-7. It's a great opportunity to talk with uh, a number of uh, coaches around the state. A lot of Valley teams there at Corpus Christi. One of them, the head coach of Ed Couch Elsa La Maquina Amaria. Your favorite. It's really you do love Coach that. Bradley Chavez. Any opportunity I have yep. to talk about at college also is fine. The Yellow Jackets. Uh, excited to see what they do in 2018. Bradley Chavez had an op- or Matt Step rather had an opportunity to catch up with Bradley Chavez. Certainly not the other way around. Here is Matt Step's interview with Bradley Chavez of Ed Couch Elsa here on Texas Football Today. Matt Step Day, Campbell's Texas Football, back here at the Corpus Christi 707 State Qualifying Tournament. Here with the head coach of the Ed Couch Elsa Yellow Jackets, Coach Bradley Chavez. Uh, I guess I can still call you the new and, and undefeated head coach of Ed Couch Elsa. You haven't coached your first game yet, so I'm sure uh, you're hoping to keep that undefeated record going as long as you can, right? Without a doubt, one day at a time and just getting better each day. All right, Coach, obviously uh, 
you know, when you took over at Ed Couch Elsa, you know, it's, it's one of the, you know, real tradition-rich programs in the Rio Grande Valley. I'm sure that was part of the uh, attraction for the job. What were some, uh, some of the other things that really attracted you to the job when you, you first looked into it? You know, I think the biggest thing is the support, uh, support from parents, the community, uh, the school board, uh, I think was really big. And then getting in there, seeing our kids, seeing the type of talent that they bring and uh, the culture of uh, football and winning. And so I just want to build to that and uh, help the tradition continue. We, I know La Maquina Amarilla is uh, something that we, we know about even in Fort Worth, you know, and in, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. They're, they're, that's kind of one of those names that kind of is synonymous with Ed Couch football. And so I know last year you missed the playoffs and, and, you know, things didn't go quite as well. Do you feel like uh, after off season that your kids are real hungry to kind of uh, get back into the playoffs and kind of erase the bad memories of last year? Without a doubt. You know, I, I put it in our kids' minds all the time that we'll never accept mediocrity. And so, you know, the expectation in the community and the program is to always go to the playoffs. And our goal is to win a district championship first and then make it to Dallas. So uh, we got to take one step at a time. We've done a great job since January, and now we're going to continue to build on that this summer. All right, now you mentioned going, going to Dallas. You know, one of the things that I've noticed as an outsider looking in at some of the programs in the Valley is a lot of times some schools are just happy with being the best in the Rio Grande Valley. And I know that's nice, but you seem to be wanting to set that expectation even higher. Do you feel like that's something that's, that's kind of been something you wanted to strive to is, is to set, those, set the bar even higher than it's been before? Without a doubt. I think uh, sometimes people get caught up on district championships so much, and at the end goal, you want to go to Dallas. You want to win the state championship, and, and that's just part of the accolades that you build on the way. Um, at the end of the day, you want to reach the highest peak that you can. And so um, we want to change that mindset of, yes, district championship is one of our goals, but it's not our main goal. And so continue to raise the standard and raise the bar for our kids and expectations and let them know there's there's stuff bigger than where you're just at locally. And uh, there's nothing wrong with where you're at, but we want to push higher and uh, set a greater standard. What was the uh, biggest focus this offseason? Because I know you, had, you got there fairly early, so you got a chance to go through most of the offseason with your kids. What were some of the things with your kids that you and your coaches focused on? You know, I think initially it was just uh, accountability. Uh, academics is kind of one of our big things because without a doubt we have talent there, um, but we need to consistently have talent going to the next level. And so making sure from a character standpoint that we're developing young men for the next level and for life after football, um, and then creating that mindset, that old school uh, blue-collar mentality that Ed Chelsea is not, uh, used to. All right, now uh, looking ahead to 2018, I know your you know realignment came. You got to change the district changed a little bit. You're playing some old friends and making some new ones in the district as well. Uh, what kind of team can uh, Yellow Jacket fans to expect? What, what's the personality of your ball club going to be in 2018? You know, I think the biggest thing is you're going to see us play as a unit, play as a team. Uh, we're going to play with great respect for the game and for our opponent, uh, but we're also going to get after some people. And so um, our kids have, have kind of understood that and uh, taken a great uh, attitude with it. I think our attitude has changed tremendously. We're developing better people, and it'll show on the football field. We had a great spring, um, great spring game, great turnout by the fans, and so we're just going to continue to build on that and take one game at a time. All right, final question for you. We're out here at 7 7 It's not real football. There's no, no linemen, no pads on. But I know there are some things that, that you, you're looking for from your kids that you can take back uh, that will help in the season. What do you look for when your kids are out here competing today? You know, the biggest thing I look is for them to learn from their own mistakes. You know, mistakes are going to happen. Make them go in full speed and learn from them. And, uh, you know, I want our kids, like I told you previously, to just compete. Uh, so I think if our kids get out here and compete on their own and learn to take some leadership, we'll be better off. Coach, appreciate your time. Enjoying watching your kids uh, compete. And congrats on the new gig. Thank you. There is Bradley Chavez, head coach at Couch Elsa, Yellow Jackets, down there in the Valley, a team that, look, is facing a an increasingly crowded group of quality 5A teams in the Valley. It used to be kind of at Couch Elsa was 
kind of head and shoulders above people. Now I think that they have fallen back to the pack, and in a lot of respects, I think the pack has caught up to them. Five and five a year ago, but they do bring back eight thirds on both sides of the ball. Um, they'll be at least, you know, they're they're an example of when you, when you look at realignment and especially the the five A split, probably a team. Um, Probably a team that that benefited, but they're in that same district as Sherilyn, Mercedes, Pioneer. To me, that's an example of how they were kind of up here, and then everyone else kind of caught up. So yeah. excited to see what they are able to put together in 2018. Appreciate Coach Bradley Chavez catching up with Matt Step. Another guy that caught up with Matt Step down there from the Valley. Same district, Sherilyn, uh, down there at Sherilyn. Uh, big Red is dialing up another big year there down there in Mission. Uh, here is Ron Adame, the head coach at Sherilyn, talking with Matt Stepp here on Texas Football Today. Matt Stepp, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, back here at the Corpus Christi 707 State Qualifying Tournament, here with the head coach of the Sherryland Rattlers, Coach Ron Adame. Coach, uh, thanks for taking a few minutes to uh, chat with us. No problem. My, my pleasure. All right, Coach, uh, obviously uh, you guys uh, – you know, one of the premier programs in the Valley. You know, you guys are still uh, still one of the teams to beat down there. I know you, you guys take a lot of pride in the tradition that the Rattlers have. Um, overall realignment uh, kind of threw some curveballs at you just with the new with the split division in Class 5A. I know your new district is still tough. Uh, can you kind of assess uh, the effect of realignment on your ball club? Uh, we we had a big uh, feeling of who was going to make up uh, the 16 uh, 5A Division Two, um, and sure enough, everything kind of worked out the way we were anticipating, but. Uh, I think it's tough. It's going to be a tough district when you add uh, uh, Mercedes and Ed Couch to the mix of the teams that, that we had previously had from, you know, Laredo, Sigaroa to Roma to Pioneer, uh, us and Valley View. I mean, it, it, it's a competitive district. And, and I think one of the biggest things is instead of facing the corporate schools in the, in the uh, second round, now we're going to be facing them in the first round. All right, and I guess uh, home field advantage is uh, in, in now in the first round of the playoffs for Class 5A, so getting one of those top district seeds is going to be real important because you get to host a first-round playoff game. That's got to be big as well, right? It sure is. I mean, that's, uh, you know, I, I like that. It's, uh, it's an incentive to, uh, to the top seed, and, you know, we're hoping that, uh, first off, that we make the playoffs and we're in a position where we can be hosting a, a playoff game. All right, now I know you guys uh, finished up spring ball last month. Uh, talk about um, how that went. What were some of the, uh, the, the big foc- focal points of you guys' ball club? Because you bring back an experienced ball club. It went well. We got out of it what we anticipated. Um, we've got eight young men coming back on offense. Uh, we've got uh, four of them on defense. And really, with, with spring ball, it wasn't so much about seeing what those uh, returning starters had, but more the younger guys, just evaluating uh, our uh, incoming 10th and 11th graders and just trying to see who's going to be Friday night ready. And, um, you know, we're, we're looking forward to our season. we got a great senior group, and the leadership is there. And sometimes... Uh, you know, those are things that you may not be able to coach, but we've got good cohesiveness, and the chemistry is there with our with our uh, unit. All right, now we're out here at a seven on seven tournament. You guys just wrapped up your first game, a uh, close game, uh, real exciting. Came down to the end. I uh, know it's not real football, but I know you can take a lot out of it uh, from watching your kids compete and being a cheerleader for them because you can't coach them. Uh, what do you look to see when your kids are competing in seven on seven events like this, and how does it help your program? Well, we look at first of all, uh, first off, that they're ready to compete, that they're able to to run our offense and run our defense to make adjustments, uh, to communicate, and, and really that, uh, you know, that cohesiveness, that chemistry of, of uh, uh, being together, just being around each other is something that we, uh, that we look forward to and that we uh, expect uh, with the summer months with our 7-on-7. Seven seven. And then, of course, the, condi- the condition and the timing, 
uh, is something that we benefit from, from 7-on-7. Always good to get out here and throw and catch, right? Yes, it is. All right, now final question for you. Uh, what kind of uh, ball club can uh, Rattler fans expect to see in 2018? I know I've seen you guys play a lot. Uh, you guys are always a physical, fast-paced offense, and you try to play physical on defense. Is that kind of the personality of your ball club once again this year? That is exactly what we're looking forward to. Uh, you know, we're looking at a uh, – a tempo offense if, if you know if we see that that's going to be the best matchup versus opponents if we have to slow it down we'll slow it down and we've got to get in a two back and pound the ball we'll do that and defensively we're just looking at uh, giving offenses different looks and just playing sound defense all right, fine. And I didn't ask you this question offline, so I'm going to throw, throw you a little curveball here. Uh, I've been down to the Rio Grande Valley to cover games many times. It's one of my favorite things to do. I love getting down to the Valley uh, to cover games. For someone who's never been to the Valley to see a football game, can you tell high school football fans what makes football in the Rio Grande Valley so special? Well, you've got uh, towns that come out and support their teams, and I think two of those towns that really uh, uh, back their, their teams up are Ed Couch and Mercedes. We, we happen to play them at our place, so I'm expecting that visitor side to be packed. And usually the home side is packed, too, for the Rattler games, isn't it? Yes, it is. And, and um, you know, to, this year's going to be no exception. So we're looking forward to those Friday night lights. No doubt the uh, passion of, for the fans in the Rio Grande Valley is uh, second to none. And uh, we, we appreciate your time and uh, enjoy watching your kids compete today. My pleasure, Matt. There he is, Ron Adami, the head coach. Sherilyn Rattlers dialing up another year. Probably start the year near the, at the predicted near the top of District 16, 5A Division 2. The, the name to know there is probably quarterback Edgar Longoria. This is a guy who's you know missed a few games last year due to injury, but um, threw 1,600 yards, ran for another 700. Uh, excited to see what he does as a senior in his third year there in varsity play. Uh, Sherilyn, Coach Ron Adame, appreciate him talking with Matt Stepp. And now we go to Max Thompson for the world's favorite segment. The world the, now. The oh, segment okay. that unites the world. Final thoughts. <laughs> the segment that unites the world. That's okay. John Riley missed the start of the show. He wants to know the five, the, the top five 2A rankings. That's not how this works, but I saw that he's a Mart fan. Mart's number one in D2, buddy. Don't worry. Wait, what was his question? He missed the start oh, of the show. He, the he wanted show. us to recap uh, the rankings. That's not no, how it works. No, that's we, not how this works. That's time is money. This works. And this show is free, so I don't know what any of that means. Uh, time is money. Show is free. Russell Wilburn says, "Wow, uh, D two Mart versus D one Refuro on uh, September twenty eighth should be a good game." Yeah, no kidding. That'll yeah. be awesome. He thinks Grapeland's going to give Love Lady some problems this year, and he thinks San Augustine easy schedule and they'll lose in the second round of the playoffs this year. Woof. I wouldn't say that if I was a photographer. I'd want to be able to get into games. That's true. That's true. Be careful, Russell. Uh, to his point, <laughs> uh, one thing I will say to his point about Grapeland, they're good. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I'm just saying that if you were to pick up the 2018 Summer Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and look at the top 20s yeah. in 2A Division Two, maybe yeah. you'll see Grapeland. Maybe. I, yeah. I, there's no way to tell. Yeah. Uh, Corey Hogue with his best comment of the day. We should all strive for a beard as well-groomed as Coach Chavez. I agree. It's very Yeah. Short. It's top beard. Robert Wolf wants to know, how was your how was your Father's Day? Thanks, man. It was great. I uh, I ate a burger, and I took a nap. We ate burgers. Oh. I made bison burgers for my father-in-law. Yeah. yeah. Bison. Bison. Tricky. Tricky, but if you pull it off, yeah, you gotta, you gotta, those things gotta kiss the grill and they gotta be out of there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're, they're good, very easy to get yeah. dry. Uh, Corey also, you know, why are you hating on Refurio again? Why, why haven't you learned? Number one's not good enough. Good point. They In fact, you the, know what? We are upgrading Refurio to number zero. Yeah, <laughs> the intergalactic number one. Intergalactic number one. Yeah, uh, Josh Perez, Refurio super fan. Surprisingly, thinks we got it right. 
No. I know. I'm, I'm as surprised as, as you are. Paul Roberts with a good question. This might be a good one for a step, but maybe you know. We've lost Canadian and Mart out of 281 in the last few mm-hmm. years. Who's next out of 281? Uh, as far, I mean, if you're looking at the, it's either one or the other, right? Attendance at swindling or attendance, attendance. Right. That's I mean, on the, the thing is, you just don't see a ton of movement all altogether. Um, I'm looking to see if I can find. I can't find it real quickly, but as far as uh, enrollments are concerned, um, I will say that all these teams kind of seem. We we've seen. I believe Shiner has bounced back and forth between Division One, Division Two, um, but overall, I think we're re- reaching kind of a stasis right now. That yeah. um, for now, I think the things will stay about the same. But we got two years. I don't have to think about Real for two years. Give me yeah. a moment, okay? Yeah. Uh, Cody Smith says, "Where do you have DeLeon ranked?" Scroll backwards, man. Go watch the show. Rewind. Can't be doing this all day. Killing me here. Uh, the most dad thing that Casey Jaycox did was uh, gripe loudly and openly about the uh, lack of speed of bulk mail. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. And uh, Sean Burnett, actually, this is a great dad thing. I kept putting off cleaning up the garage. Yep. It's pretty good. That's a good one. It's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Uh, shout outs. Tanner Solis, Ruben Rios, Matt McSpadden in the house today. Julie Tanner checking in. Uh, Jim Leary, always here as always from down in Arlington. Billy Cardenas says he can't wait to purchase his DCTF magazine. We can't wait for you to do it either, buddy. Shout out to Brandon Taylor, Paul Roberts, like I said earlier, he's in the house. Just remember, if you buy Dave Campbell's Texas football, you're putting food no, don't say it. in Max's tummy. No, don't. Why do you use the word? That's, you hate the word tummy? I hate that. It's the dumbest thing you say. Like tum-tum? It's so weird. Don't. That's, what are you, four years old? What are you, Rachel Ray? I'm, I'm, we've done 570-something shows together. Yes! Ugh. Tracy Day, hashtag skyrocket for life. Uh, Gary Egger doesn't like our rankings. I don't know what it is about it. He's laughing. Where is he from? Albany. He thinks Albany's too low, apparently, which... Or they're too high. Maybe he's like, ah, oh, you guys don't know anything about Albany. They're going to be terrible. Maybe that's true. I honestly don't know, but let me tell you. Maybe he's if a you're self-loathing the, Albany fan. Here's what I always explain to people about the, t- the preseason top ten. If you're in the preseason top ten, we think you got a puncher's chance at winning a state title. I don't know what else you yeah. want other than basically the saying. Only, the only place that I would make an exception would be what, like when we were doing six-man rankings last year, like Strawn. Yeah, it's If tougher, you're like number ten yeah. in, in 2A yeah. Division two or 1A Division two rather, it's, it's going to be real tough for me to see you compete with Strawn, but yeah. yes, I agree. Yeah. Paul Roberts says New Deal is starting to grow and their days are numbered. Uh, Josh Perez says we made his day. And Alan Michael Tedder asks, when will the fall magazine come out? We don't have a fall magazine. Greg, when does the magazine come out? One more time for the people in the back. If you're a subscriber, the magazine got mailed to you today. It's going in the mail today. Uh, if you are not a subscriber, it'll be there late next week on your local new shelf. So... That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Vince Young, this is your Player of the Year trophy. Please come retrieve it. We will see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. Dave.